Turn somebody and you just slug them in the face. No, I'm joking. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Somebody loved it. Me. No. All right. Here we go. How many of you want to live a successful life on this earth in Christ? Amen. More importantly, how many of you want your children, your children, to have more, a better relationship with God than you did? Have walk in the abundance more than you did? We always want more than it for our children than we do for ourselves, right? That's the same way God looks. He always wanted more for His son than He wanted for Himself. The thing is, He's got the same relationship with Jesus that He has with you. He wants you to have more. He wants you to do better. He wants you to not walk in lack. He wants you to help people that are in lack. He wants. That's what God wants us to do. That's what God wants us to do. If we want to live a successful life, we've got to know what one looks like. And it's not the big house on the hill and the big cars and the, and the pools and the, and the, you know, it's none of that. We, we have to know what a successful Christian life looks like before we can ever get to that stage. The problem is, we look to the church for answers and the church doesn't have them. And it's not supposed to. You know, this Bible here, is argued over way more than it's loved over. And it's just, it's just sickening. So it's hard to go to the church and find out what a healthy relationship with Jesus looks like through the church because you're supposed to be the church. So what do we look like? So what do we look like? Where do we go from here? Go to uh, my first scripture. It's in uh, Proverbs 23, I think. Yeah, 23, 7. It says, as a man... Here we go. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. The rest of it, eat, drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. But the first part, in, in the King James, it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Some of them are, as, as a man thinks inside himself, so is he. It's, 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 but it all says the same thing. It, it's the same thing. However you see yourself in your heart, that's the way that you're going to become. The church can't put that in you. God just says, however you see yourself the way you are. Not how the church sees you. Not how the world sees you. How you see you determines how, who you are. So if we identify with Christ, sometimes we can't, we can't walk in the fullness of God because we don't see ourselves as the way that God sees us in our heart. But in His heart, He sees us that way. He, see, he sees us way further along than we actually think we are sometimes. The Christian life is not a difficult life. It's the, most, it's the simplest life there is to live. It's a life that you always put somebody else ahead of yourself. Always. That's it. That's it. If I put myself over you, that's not being the right... That, that, that's me seeing myself as first and you second. God don't put that in people. The Word don't put that in people. The Word always puts somebody else ahead of you. Always. Why did Jesus come? To reign? No, to serve. 
So he put everybody else above him. Why? So he could serve them. Jesus didn't ask for King of Kings and Lord of Lord. God gave it to him because he did what he was supposed to do. He gave, he gave that to him because why? He came to serve. And that's what he did. So with that being said, we have to remember that the, the heart is an organ. Right? It just pumps blood. That's its job. And it does a very good job because it, you know, it just constant it's never stopped. It never stops. It never stops. It never stops working. It never stops working. Ever heard of that before? Anyway. It just it just keeps on pumping. You know? It just keeps on pumping. So you can't think with your heart. It's just a figure of speech that what your predominant thoughts are become your heart. Does that make sense? Your predominant predominant means this. It means the main thing. What you live your life by. Your predominant thoughts, your main thoughts that live inside of your head every day, those are the things that are closest to your heart as a figure of speech. Oh, do we get that? We realize that we can't think with our heart. But, but our heart relates to love, so the things, our predominant thoughts are going to be the things that are closest to our heart. Right. We, we got that? Okay, okay. Man, that, that, takes a, that is hard to, do, to explain in a foreign land. You hear me? That's hard to interpret. I ain't, I ain't joking you. It, it is. Thank gosh, y'all got it. There's people all over the world stirring. Do you remember what that guy said? No, I don't know what he's talking about. I have no idea. You know, but y'all got that. Okay, so Jesus said this in Mark, the fourth chapter, the 24th verse. What did he say? Hmm? I bet you it says, take heed in what you hear. Take heed in what you hear. With the same measure that you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. In other words, if you're hearing the right things, you're hearing the God things, you're hearing the things that are coming into your heart and they become your predominant thoughts, then you get how much? More! Why? Because you're saturating yourself in what God has for you to hear instead of what the world has for you to hear. So God just gives you more and more and more and more and more. Why? Because your predominant thoughts are that I'm here to serve and the more you get, the more you're giving. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about spiritual, emotional, moral, whatever the case may be. I mean, insert here. God doesn't give you any one-dimensional spiritual law. It always applies to everything. We just use money, and the, ch- and the world hates the church, so they say, all they want is your money. No, the, the church has said, no, all we want is your soul. They just can't get on the same track. Why? Because both of them are hearing stuff different ways. Take heed. Jesus said, be careful. Take heed. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you hear. Because with the measure that you hear, it's going to be come right back to you. So make sure what you're hearing is what God wants you to hear instead of what you want you to hear. I'm telling you, this, 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 this small, small, small study will change your life. It will take you from mediocre to greatness. I'm telling you. It works. Man. I've preached this thing. I, I don't think I've ever preached it in the U.S. But I've preached this thing all over the world. And once I figured out how to get that heart brain, it works. 
People's lives are changed dramatically. Why? Because they realize that it isn't what comes out of their mouth that, that determines what they are. It's what comes through them. See, Romans 10, 17 says this. Faith comes by doing what? Jesus said, be careful what you. Take heed in what you. Because your faith can be a false Be careful what you hear because faith comes through those ears. So will you be careful what you hear? Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what your predominant thoughts become. Be careful what your heart, the, 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 uh, the condition of your heart is, is determined by your ear, not your brain. Be careful what you, I can just stop right now. I mean, maybe if I think y'all may have had this already, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Terry, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, let me go back. Let me look at it. Let me look at the notes. Oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. We're going to be out here early today. I'm rocking. I'm, I'm talking really, really fast. Y'all are listening really, really quickly. Y'all are listening so quickly. We're gonna, I'm going to have to get that splatter guard again, like we used to have at the old church, where I wouldn't spit on everybody in the first three rows. Uh, <clears throat> you can take, I'm going to just give you a couple of examples. And these are not good examples, but these are real examples of how to take heed of what you hear. All right? You got some good kids, man. They go to Youth for the Nations, and man, they're just all fired up for Jesus, and they come back, and you know, and they graduate from high school, and they go to college. They go to the University of Texas. They go to Stanford. They go to some great schools. But then you know the first thing that they're taught when they get there? You've got to be a progressive thinker. You have to think for yourself because we don't want you coming in here with any preconceived notions that your old mom and daddy gave you. You're going to make up your mind for yourself. You're adults now, and we're going to teach you what the right way is. And what and there is no room for Jesus in the land of academia. Believe me. People, people have good kids go off to college and get crushed by what they hear. Because they're taught, you're here to learn. Their parents tell them, you're here to learn. You go to class, you study, you do this, you do that. And what happens is they get taught a liberal agenda and it causes them to kind of shy away from their predominant thoughts being about God and all that you are and all that you're supposed to be. No, it tells you, hey, now, you know, I don't have to be like this. You want another example? How many of y'all knew a guy no, I'm not, I'm not going to ask that question. I've known a bunch of people that were wimpy little guys in high school. You hear me? Yeah, like Greg. No, no. Wimpy little guys in high school that couldn't do anything, and they go off and they join the Marine Corps. And you see them a year later, and these guys are stone cold killers. Or else they think they do. They'll get a gun and go run. They'll run through hell with you, man. They just don't, you know. They'll charge the hell. Why? Because of what they heard for the last year. You're a killing machine. 
God puts you on here to fight. You're a soldier. You are to die for what you believe in. And this is what it is. They train them. I know, I've been through it. Jeremy's been through it. You know, I mean, they, they inundate your head with thoughts that they want in there. Not thoughts you want in there. That's what they're trained to do. That's what they're conditioned to do. The thing is, the thing is, we can't let others define who we are because Jesus said we have to be careful about what we hear. He told us this would happen. That's the reason he didn't suggest, hey, it might be a good thing if you might want to watch what you hear. No. He said, hey, be careful. Because what you, all, what you hear is what you become. As a man thinks on the inside, so is he. If I see myself as a loser, I could win every once in a while. Most of the time I'm going to come back and just be a loser. You know why? Because that's the way I see myself. I see myself as a loser. If I see myself as a winner, I'm going to win way more times than I lose. Well, how do you get that? All right, I'll put it to you like this. The number one thing in sports today, sports psychology. They tell them what they want them to hear, what they want them to become, because as a man thinks on the inside, so is he. There's an entire industry of sports medicine, sports psychology that gets this and the church doesn't get it. They don't know it's Bible, but it is. As a man think on the inside, so is he. To be careful what you hear. Are we there yet? We there. All right. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So, with that being said, you want better for your children. You want better for your family. You want better for the next generation. You want more. You want for, for others, not yourselves. Correct? That's what we want. So, in, or, in order for that to happen, you have to win the battle. And the battle is in your mind. Your mind is the battleground of life. It's a battleground for your children, your children's children, and so on and so forth. If, if you can win here, you can win there. If you can win right here, you can win anywhere in the world. You can win in any situation. You can win in any language, any culture. If you can just win here. As a man think on the inside, so is he. Be careful what you hear. Be careful because faith comes by hearing. So does doubt. So does fear. So does worry. So does anxiety. It all comes through the hearing, through the ear. Be careful what you hear. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Hear it, hear it, hear it. We want our kids full of faith when they leave here. We don't want them full of doubt. We don't want them full of anxiety. We don't want them full of... uh, of the, the garbage that the world's going to throw at we want them. We want them full of what God has for them because it's important. It's important for this, their success, their, for, for their, the success of their lives, their children's lives, their grandchildren, people they've never met because they won the mind. They won the battle of the mind. Generations have changed. Not just, not just you, 
Not just me, but generations. I got two grandsons that are going to walk in the things of God. You know why? Because their grandma and their granddaddy and their moms and their daddies know how to win the battle between the years. Not because we're any better. Not because we're smarter. Not because we're prettier. Not because <laughs> definitely, definitely not because I'm pretty. But I got I got good looking kids and good looking uh, in laws. Whatever you know. Cutting's got the best hair of any woman I've ever seen. I mean, God, I just wish I had some. My, I, mean, I used to have a forehead at one time. That's like a five or a six, like way back here. You know. Thank God, Nico got <laughs> his hair. Oh, here we go. Why do you think that Jesus actually said, take heed of what you hear? Y'all heard the old, I know Greg has uh, several others, probably all of you, you know, that says that there's, there's two dogs, one good, one evil inside of you. Which one wins? The one you feed the most? Take heed in what you hear. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. You want to feed, you want to feed what God wants fed, not what you want fed. Because he knows what's coming down the pike and you don't. I was like, a, I was talking to somebody the other day and somebody said something terrible that happened. I said, man, and they, they're just, they're, then their prayer life's really not that good. I said, it would be so much easier if they would go into this fight with a full tank instead of half full. Because it's hard to get that other half full when you're fighting what everybody's telling you and you're hearing it. I'm just no sinner saved by grace. Makes me want to just hit people. And you're closest. You better quit laughing. <laughs> All right, let's, let's take that. Let's take that. Let's take that. Let's run with that. Do you think Ted Bundy saw himself as a nice guy? Every time you saw him on TV, he was the nicest guy you've ever seen. He, he charmed people. He had, he had women in prison after him. This guy was such a, this guy killed how many, I don't know how many, over 20, 30. So I, one's enough, but my gosh, 20 or 30. You know, why? He didn't identify himself with that good guy. He identified himself with that evil person. But he could, he could just fake it long enough to get to what he wanted. Rob Carmen always told me, he said, a man cannot consistently perform in a manner which is inconsistent with the way that he sees himself. He saw himself as a killer. But he didn't want you to see him as one. He can fight it, and I'm sure that he did. Nobody wants to be that guy. He's psychotic. He's crazy. Do you think he ever fought it? Sure. But he didn't take heed in what he heard. And he fed that old dog of evil. And that's what happened to him. It's important. 
We do what Jesus says. Oh man, I'm, I'm, woo! Stanford Stanford University in the eighties. Hopefully, it's out of date, but uh, that's as, about, about as good as my statistics are. Uh, don't get I don't get out of the nineties with my statistics, you know. Uh, no, uh, Stanford University did a study. It was groundbreaking. They said that that. In a 24-hour period, the average human being has over 2,000 thoughts that go through a person's mind every day, every, every 24 hours. 2,000. I've never had 2,000 thoughts combined in my life, I don't think. You know, I mean, I, it, man, when I was little, it was, you know, baseball, 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 you know, and, and hunting and hunting and fishing and fishing. That's, that was it, baseball, hunting, fishing. There's only three thoughts that went through my mind my first 18 years of life. I honestly believe. You know, but it says that over 2,000 thoughts go through. Go through a human being's mind in a 24-hour period. So, how many of y'all can remember all 2,000? Not me either. So there has to be a mechanism. Some sort of mechanism that would reach and it would grab this thought and hold on to it and reach and, and, and No, I don't want that. There's got to be something. There's got to be something that holds on to and lets go up. And it's controlled by what you hear. Go to Romans, the 12th chapter. Second verse. If we want to be able to control... What's coming in and what's going out, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of what? Your mind. How do you reach your mind? With your ears. With your ears. You surround yourself. You, the Holy Ghost is the mechanism. That's the reason we see so many people grasping the wrong, they're good people, but grasping the wrong thing. Why? They don't have that close relationship with the Holy Ghost with Jesus to get them there. But, this is the way. I mean, I've laid it out pretty quick. I've proven to you, you know, how you see yourself. But you can change the way you see yourself. By this. You can, be, you can go from saying, you know, I'm just an old sinner saved by grace, to hey, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. There is nothing I can't. I can do all things. I can it changes your whole perspective. It changes everything. It changes the game. It changes the fight. It changes the war that goes on within your mind. And it, and, and it can secure the future of your children and their children. This is so simple that we take it for granted. We think it's got to cost something more for us to get something more. And it ain't that way. You know, Apple came out with a thing that's called an iPhone. It didn't do anything more than any other phone. But they just charged five times as much for it. This is a true story when they started. And they asked what, what was going on. They said, well, people pay more for them. They think they're getting more. And, and, and you know, now... That 
phone does not cost any... That phone right there doesn't do any more than a Galaxy, Samsung, whatever the heck it is. But you know what? I got an iPhone. You know why? It's better. You know why? I got conditioned to tell... To condi- it's better! What? I'm listening to the Apple voice. I'm not listening to the Microsoft voice. See, the, what I'm saying is, the same thing as this, is that we've been conditioned. Hey, it's got to cost more than this to have a successful Christian life. It has got to take more than renewing my mind to be all that I can be. Oh, it don't. It don't take no more than that. If it did, it would say more than that. Gosh, I'm almost, I think I can stop right now. I'm telling you. I don't think I could, but I, but I you know, if I had to. Woo! I, mean, I, I, I don't know where I'm. Hmm. A man cannot consistently form an who is inconsistent with the way he sees If he sees himself in poverty, he'll be in lack the rest of his life. Because poverty is a spirit. The spirit of fear keeps you from giving. The spirit of poverty keeps you from receiving. Oh, no, that's not for me. Oh, no, I couldn't. Y'all ever heard those words? They ever come out of your mouth? God, God's trying to... Oh, I, I just couldn't. Why? Because you see yourself different than the way God sees you. So you don't have good communication with the Father because you're not speaking the same language. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You said that. I didn't, God. You said, this is your word that's saying this about me. It's not my word. I'm just repeating what you said about me. You said that I'm the right, I'm what you did right in this world. I'm the righteousness of God. That's what that means. Righteousness means what's been right. What's been made right. God says that you've been made right by God. That you are the best that He has on this planet. You're more than conquered. See, when you start speaking the language that God is speaking about you in His Word, not your Word, in His Word, then everything starts to make sense. You don't see yourself as an old bump on a log, an old sinner saved by grace. You see yourself as somebody who can get up and go do something and change the world around you. Because your mentality has changed because what you're hearing has changed. You're finally hearing what God has to say about you. You're finally hearing what the Word has to say. You're not listening to those old religious cliches that do nothing but bring you down. Where is it in the Bible does it say an old sinner saved by grace? Anybody know the chapter? I'll tell you if y'all don't know it. You know where it's at? Second book of ignorance. Right behind... Um, uh, those old wives' tales, you know, that people say, you know, the Bible says that cleanliness and next to godliness. Really, where? It don't say that. Well, my mama said, well, your mama's an idiot. Because <laughs> it's not in there. <laughs> I'm not talking about anybody's mama in particular. <laughs> I just forget the mama situation. I'll do, it, I'll do it like this. My pastor said, all right, your pastor's an idiot. How about that? 
I knew I was going to have fun this morning. Whoo, I didn't know it was going to be this much fun. All right, here we go. I got I got I got I got to hurry. Golly, I could preach. Oh my gosh. Mm. I don't know where I want to go. I I'm 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 close. I am telling you I could preach for like 4 hours right now. Seriously. I mean, I feel like I've been on cocaine or something. You know. I just, I, and I, you know what? And I hadn't been that way for a long time. But I'm back. Run. Save yourselves. <laughs> you hear me? I went in that tent in Africa. The Holy Ghost came down and did something to me I haven't had happen to me in a long time. And I'm telling you, get on board or just get out of the way. Here I come. Here we, here we coming. We coming. Why is it? Why did you say be careful what you hear? Because a thought is a seed to an action. It says whatever whatever you stick in here is going to come out eventually. A thought is a seed to an action. You know how you know how you know how uh, uh, affairs start. They don't start in motel rooms. They start in conversations. Be careful what you careful what you say too. Because life power of life. We'll get on that one next time. Right now I'm just talking about what we're hearing. But speak life. Oof. It's funny, man, what he does, does stuff. When I got saved, you know, everything changed. For me. Everybody else is still watching, waiting for me to fall. You know, a lot of them are. And some of them are, some, I, 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 never mind. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Because I'm going to do what God wants. And I don't care what man thinks. It doesn't matter. But everything changed. My desires changed. I didn't care about the buck anymore. Matter of fact, it gave all our money away. True story. What I cared about, what I cared about, I wanted to reach the world. Now I'm a college dropout from Castro, Louisiana. I don't have a lot of options available to me. But I knew how to make money. So I figured that out. And then when I got it, I got saved. And then I realized, I got this stuff by, by a system built out of greed. I got to get rid of it. It's not, it's, it, I, I'm going to give it to ministries. And I did, all of it. Everything. And Ginger didn't say anything to me. I think I heard Sandra talk about it. I don't know what Paul's doing. We ain't getting money. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it worked out. You know what? I don't chase the buck anymore. The buck chases me. And all those people said I was crazy. I've been around the world a million times. I preached to God I don't know how many, hundreds of thousands. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how many. It doesn't really matter. 
The point is, I heard something that day. And it changed who I was. So be careful who you listen to. Be careful what you say. Be careful what you hear. Amen? Stand there for you. Let's just go. I've got about a million more things, but I think I've done all I can do today. I just don't think I'm going to explode. Amen. How many of y'all want to get, hey, hey, how many of y'all want to walk in that abundant life that God says and we has for us? How many of us want our children and our children's children? So what we're going to do is we're going to be careful. We're going to be careful. Be careful about what we hear and we'll be careful about what we can say. If we can't say anything positive about a brother or a sister, we're not going to say anything. We're going, to say, we're going to speak to God about their situation. Not to them about it. And we're going to be careful what we hear. Oh, man. Oh. Mm. How many of y'all knew who Kurt Cobain was? Robin Williams. Name me any. Is there anybody in this room who's got had as much money as I got? Those two guys had. Nope. Uh, anybody as famous as those two guys? How many of y'all are more alive than those two guys? You see, fame, fortune, everything that this world can bring to you is meant to get you out of it. And everything that God gives and He puts into you, He put into you so you can get into the world, not out of it. Amen? Father, right now, as we we raise our hands, Father, we just thank You so much, Father, that that we will be careful what we hear, Father, that You are the way maker. You're the miracle worker. And You live inside of us. And Father, we thank You right now in Jesus' name, Father, that, that Serena and Isaac get up and get home. Father, any sickness in this room right now, I command it to die in Jesus' name. You can't stand in the presence of the anointed one who lives inside of me and lives inside of you. We thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Y'all go home.